truth is stranger than fiction. And this is the proof. This is Ripley's. Believe it or not. King Henry II of England, in a campaign to wipe out robber barons, destroyed 1,115 castles. Believe it or not. In a moment, I'll tell you about a gruesome wedding ceremony. If the wedding announcement appeared in the local newspapers, there's no question it would be the news story of the day. For Elizabeth Kelsey and Jonathan Titus were married in a graveyard. It seems the day before this Salisbury-Vermont couple were to be wed, the bride's brother died. It was decided, however, that the late brother would attend the wedding anyway. So the couple exchanged their wedding vows beside his open grave. Believe it or not. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Tit Radio Episode 9, the only show on Hacker Public Radio with Super Kyle Powers. Let's meet our round table of tits. Claw 2. Hello everyone. Peter 64. Good night. Art V61. How you doing everybody? Pat. Mrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
it's legal or not, but they're doing it. I don't know all the details, but that's all I really know. <laughs> so, you guys go for it. Good for you. All right, let's. Uh, you want to kick it off, Klaatu? Yeah, actually, I will. Um, we're starting with the stories, right? The, not the command of the week. Yeah, we'll we'll do the command of the week later. That's our new segment. Okay. Um, yes, actually, I do want to kick it off then. Um, with um, Cute 4.6 being released, um, which isn't like yesterday's news, but it's kind of developing news. I mean, it was. I think it might have been released earlier this month, a little bit earlier this month. But the cool thing about Qt 4.6 is um, that it's going to be multi-touch, so that things like Mamo and I guess even Symbian, uh, and I guess any you know touch surface that runs Linux could take advantage of of multi-touchedness, uh, which is really cool. Very cool. Is it, for, in, for, is it in uh, Fedora yet, or in the repo? Um, no, I don't think anything's taking advantage of 4.6 yet. Um, that's like a really obvious question that I never, I, I didn't actually think to look, but I'm pretty sure that that's, I mean, I'm sure that four, the KDE 4.4, I, I would think, would be based on 4.6. Uh, I'm not really sure. I, I don't keep up as well as I probably should with what version of Qt KDE is using from, you know, from release to release. Um, but I know that 4.6 is adding uh, support for, like, the latest, I mean, obviously, Qt is multi-platform, so, you know, you've got, like, uh, OS X just came out with Snow Leopard, and so Qt 4.6 it has support for, you know, for that, for the latest features, I guess, or I guess the latest system calls or whatever for, for that. And then Qt uh, 4.6, from what I understand, running really well on Windows uh, 7 for people who are installing, you know, like Conqueror on, on Windows 7 and stuff like that. So it's, it's really... I, I just like the cute pro you know the whole cute project I think it's really really cool multi-platform the more I hear about it the more I'm impressed with the way that it apparently just works on all the different systems that you're that you're writing software for what I want to know is how many views do the cute for dance <laughs> um, that was a great song but I admit I have not done the cute for dance myself it's a catchy tune oh super catchy it was Wonderful marketing, I guess. There is a really great tutorial on um, some cute stuff on TuxRadar.com. They've got a, a coding project where you can use Cute Creator um, to make a front end for FFmpeg, which is kind of nifty. And it'll kind of show you around Cute Creator. And you can download the source code and kind of look through it and try to understand vaguely what you're doing. It's a pretty cool little project. I, I'm I want to do that and then like send it to someone who uses Mac and see if it'll just you know magically run on there and how hard it would be to get it running on there and stuff like that. I think it'd be pretty cool. So, Klaatu, have you exhausted your uh, the discussion on uh, Qt4? Yeah, I think so. Pretty much all I had for for that topic. Okay, I, I have a non-story. Uh, Carlos Schroeder, who's the one of the editors from Linux Today website, she posted this uh, this this story about the sexism in FOSS. And she claims that it's really bad. And she says that, you know, there's only 1.5% 1, 1. of uh, participants are women in FOSS uh, software. And she says that sexism is rampant. Uh, even women, she, she cites the issue with Linux Journal with the ad saying that, you know, she won't go down on you like uh, the, the, just the server ad, the infamous ad. I didn't see that one. And she also lists some uh, mailing list postings and some... Uh, forum postings 
Um, all I have to say is, yeah, uh, it's a sausage party if you go to a, most of the time when you go to Linux conferences. But that that is changing slowly. Um, as far as stupid people on uh, IRC and mailing lists and, and forums, uh, welcome to the Internet. <laughs> Let's say it's more like welcome to life. There's sexist everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've I've never seen some 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 dickhead acting like a cool tool. But then again, I don't have a pair of tits, so <laughs> get some 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 horny geek who who you know who, who barely talks to women, and he's, he's there's some chick that comes on a RC channel. You know, he's uh he can't control himself. I guess. I'm with three thirty on that one. I mean, it's a pretty broad issue. I guess in general, it's almost. Yeah, I mean, saying that it exists in open source is kind of just like, it's like, yeah, obviously, it exists I, I'm everywhere. I'm not trying to make it sound like it's not an issue, because it really is, but... It's as much as an issue here as anywhere else, is what yeah, I think you're trying to say. Which yeah, is what it's, I'm it's an issue well. everywhere, and yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't throw one community under the bus before another. Exactly. It's like if you, if you, if you, there's a woman at a, at a, you know, a Linux conference or something, and you have interaction with them, just, just treat them, you know, like you would treat anybody else. Talk to them intelligently, you know, respectful. Don't be a dick, uh, you know, the, but that goes true of anybody you need. David, I, all the women I've seen at Linux conferences were treated like queens, but that was just because every nerd in a 10-mile radius was throwing themselves at them. Yeah, but, I mean, isn't that, in theory, a form of sexism as well? I mean, it's, you know, it's, that's, that's treating someone differently because of their gender, so, I mean, that's, kind of part of the problem. I mean, it really shouldn't yeah. even be an issue. I mean, you see a human being in front of you, and they're talking about, you know, some new idea that they have for, you know, plasma in KDE, and you simply talk to them about it, and that's that. And if they happen to be a, a female or a male, guy or a girl, whatever you want to say, I mean, so be it. It's the idea and the, you know, the idea of the, of the code that matters. Yeah, if we have anyone that we should treat differently, it's space aliens with blue hair. <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as to say that they should be treated differently either. I think all diversity in open source is important. Hey, aren't they doing a diversity in open source panel at OLS this year? There you go. That is a good point. I never noticed any issues in the Cranks channel. <laughs> but no, seriously, if a woman well, like Mrs. Oak is in there now, nobody's harassing her. Yes, we are, but we always harass her, so. <laughs> no, she's not in there. Oh, well, that's why we're harassing her. We yes, yes, she took over Zoke's computer while he's screwing hers all up. All right, we better move on before this gets any deeper. <laughs> Peter64, what do you got for us? Just a bit of a heads up this week. For those who didn't know, Arch Linux has produced a magazine. started coming out this month. It's now, a printed magazine or an internet magazine? Well, if you wait two seconds, I'll bloody tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a No, it's... It's available as a download as a PDF, or you can read it as HTML, which I'll just put the link somewhere um, there. Now, it's not just for Arch users. So, you know, anyone who's running Linux, this would be worth downloading or reading online. Like, for instance, this one, this... Uh, and this one is a little short on content as well because two people, it looks like, will be putting it together, although a lot of people will be contributing to it. But one of the blokes was away uh, or didn't have internet access this last month, so uh, it looks like this one they might have just rushed to get out. 
got, what has it got? Tips, a few tips and tricks, stuff like that. It's got a review on uh, video editors, although they've only sort of reviewed, and they're very, very short reviews too, like Abby D. Max, Sinalara, um, Kino, and Lives. So they've obviously left quite a few out. But anyway, just for just for anyone who wasn't aware of it, that if you like reading stuff, especially on Linux, then uh, get over there and do yourself a favour and, and download it and have a look. That is cool. Did you paste the link in the IRC? No, I didn't go through. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, I got it. I see it. Like, I would only imagine this will just keep getting better and better as as more people start to contribute uh, contribute to it. Yeah, really cool. I'm trying to find a PDF. Uh, Hold on, sorry. I'll put that link in too. Um, Yeah, what I understand, they used to do a newsletter. Now, I think this is going to replace the newsletter. Oh, this would be better anyways. Yeah, well, the, the more stuff out there to read, the better. You know, I, was it Tax Mag? I know we talked about this before. Uh, Tax Magazine, the one that was produced as a PDF, which yeah. unfortunately folded, that was a really good magazine. It was yeah. sad to see that, that go. That was from uh, the Linux Journal people. Yeah, you had um, you had the bloke on uh, the Linux Link Tech Show, didn't you, Pat? A lot of... Oh, yeah, that guy eventually became the he eventually became the editor of Linux Journal for a while. Nick, oh. at the, what was his name? Nick Petrali, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was sad to see that one go. And then, and then he got shit canned, and I don't, I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah, just it just wasn't economically viable. I think they what they tried to get um, advertisements in the magazine or something. So, but, no, that's right. That's it was very well done. It. Yeah, it was, and then they asked for. Yeah, they uh, charged. Yeah. Yeah, yep. the first 12 months was pretty well free, and then they had to charge, but obviously they just didn't get enough uh, takes for it. Anyway, let's just hope this one doesn't go the same way, and I'd imagine anyone who's who's into it could certainly contribute articles to it. They'd probably be happy to hear from people who wanted to contribute to it. But don't they expect the articles to be specifically on Arch, or...? No, Klaatu, um, like, like I said, this one's got... Uh, they're obviously going to have a section called software review each month. This particular oh. one was on video editors, but I'd imagine that will continue, you know, with just about anything. They have a fun section. Um, I'm not quite sure what that's... That looks... I don't know what that's all about. I'd have to go sit down and read that. A tips and tricks section, uh, piping without the plumbing. Once again, I'd have to sit... Like, the stuff that's there, I don't understand. I've never seen before, so I'd have to sit down and read that. But no... It's not specific to Arch. There are obviously going to be sections that are. Uh, they talk about Pac-Man in there, and looks like they're going to they've got a feature interview with this Lou Chang, whoever he's. I've never heard of him, but yeah, cool. Looks, looks yeah. cool. Looks good. Yeah, there's obviously a community highlights, which will be uh, the Arch community, I'd imagine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I get the feel for it. Yeah, it's got some Arch specific things, and then just kind of more general articles that could apply to anything. Yeah. Very cool. Anything else? Nah, not not for me. Must have been. Well, let's move on to Art V61. Okay, I found a cool item. So this, this should make every techie enjoy themselves. HP came out with an ARM-based digital picture frame with multimedia capabilities, internet radio, and clients for like Facebook and Pandora and it's a 10 inch screen and they're also coming out with a 13 inch screen 
This thing gets Wi-Fi, uh, has dual readers, dual card readers. It, I'll paste the link in the IRC. That should be there. This thing is a is really the only thing they say it's not running on Ubuntu. The that the HP uses on the Mini. Um, they said it is more like uh, a, a Linux-based Chumbi alarm clock computer, which I've never heard of. But it has a little handheld remote control that you can use. So you can, I mean, we talked about that one uh, netbook that with the detachable screen and stuff. This thing's like, it's not a touch screen, but it's like an all-in-one computer. I mean, it's a really cool, really cool little device. It'll take SSD cards, uh, memory sticks. Uh, it'll also take compact flash. has two USB ports. Uh, comes with two gig of flash memory in it which you can, because of the system on it, it's got one and a half gig usable, but like I said, it also has USB ports on it, and it's really it's really pretty sharp. I could see something, this now this would be something to stick into your kitchen and hang on the wall, or, you know, we talked about your cooking shows, and I think this would be pretty neat. Does the uh, MPEG 1, 2, and 4, uh, H.264, do M MP4, it also, HP has a smart radio service, which I never heard about either. Uh, they say they have live Internet broadcasts from more than 10,000 radio stations. has uh, stereo speakers in it. also has a headphone jack. And it's quite a sexy-looking little piece of device. Uh, How big is this? Does it, does it, do, it has a 10-inch. It's got a 10-inch screen on it, 10.2-inch, okay. and they're making a 13-inch. It's got the uh, 800 by 480 display, uh, wireless, and... Wired. Also, um, just trying to look out. Two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, uh, it's it's how only. How can you go wrong? I, I mean, it's pretty sharp. It is. <laughs> as much as I hate to agree with you. Yeah, I know. That sucks, don't it? I, I, I think I would get kind of annoyed at it though after a while, because wouldn't you want to kind of break into it and start hacking around? And it seems like it'd be hard to do that. It doesn't seem like they give you a whole lot of flexibility. I don't know. You can network it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can get in there that way. You should be able to SSH into it or hack into it somehow. But I remember when those digital photo frames come out. They, cost they were 150 Well, they were like $150 for a little 5-inch one. Well, yeah. I, I bought one for the That didn't do anything. Yeah, right. As I've mentioned before, she, she's got a, a picture leaning up against it. So, you know, that was a waste of money. But Well... That's what's neat about this. Yeah, I mean, you can stream uh, video, audio, you know, th from your network server. I mean... But even to sit next to your bed. Like, um, I've also mentioned this before, but we don't have a telly in the room because it keeps my wife awake. And I often used my daughter's EEE PC because the screen's little. It sits yeah. on the uh, bedside table, you know, put it here. But... I could see this thing easily replacing that in the bedroom. Oh, this would be the, ideal. You, with the little handy remote. You can I read mean, everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's quite a little it's quite a little device. And the thirteen inch. Doesn't it look it, a little bit thick to you guys? I don't know. I I, it I doesn't think I live say, with that part too. Yeah. It doesn't give you any actual dimensions on it. Yeah, and, I don't uh, see the yeah, you could just see the photo of it. It looks the screen of like a uh, the one thousand netbook, doesn't it? Wants to be. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the side of the side of it on a screenshot, and yeah. it's just a little bit thicker than a Cat Five cable. 
if you look at that picture where that... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I see. You're right. Wow. But you see how big a novel is. I mean, it's not uncomfortable to lay in bed and hold a novel. Exactly. Right. This yeah. thing is nowhere near as thick as a novel. That's true, but, yeah. See, and that's yeah. another thing you could probably read. If I mean, you put PDFs on it or you pull down PDFs from your server, you could read in this with this thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, Damn I, you, Art. Hey. I wanted to get cranky and throw you in the bin. Sorry, bud. Ruin your night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go back and you, mute you myself. You know what the damn sexy device, man? This new Arcos 5 tablet. Have you seen the specs of this thing? No. It's really sweet. Let me let me throw a uh, couple stories up in the uh, the RC about it. It it it, it can output uh, high def uh, 720p. It's got an HDMI connection, You're and it's coming in a whole whole bunch of different yeah. versions. There's going to be uh, a, a low the lower end one's flash based storage, and the higher end one has an actual uh, hard drive. Well, I could see. And they have a bunch. On what? The, oh, the Arcos. On the one pack. The Arcos. Looks about yeah, seven it looks inch. Oh, no. Nah. Five It's smaller than that. 4.8 It's kind of like in the vein, it's kind of in the vein of like a Nokia. Yeah, 4.8 inches. But 4.8 it's much faster. It's 4.8 inches, 800 by 480 screen. Uh, we could do 720p, including Windows Media H264. Uh, it has an optional DVR station that the device can do VGA TV recording. has 802.11n Wi-Fi. And it's running Android. Sweet. Okay, now we can't get an Android conversation. No, no Android. It does, especially since uh, Nokia kind of like left the uh, internet tablet. Oh, they dropped the ball on that one, did it? Yeah, I kind of walked away from it. So. I could see me on the mower or something. Like, that's an ideal oh, yeah. size that you can whack in your pocket when the boss is coming along. So he doesn't yep. see you could, watching the movie. I could see you killing people watching this, Peter. Yeah. Well, that's a good size screen. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, once you get up to that size, that's watchable. Peter, you could probably make a thing to hang off the front of your hat and watch this thing. Yeah, but I have to be able to get it in my pocket real quick when, like, the directors are playing it. Yeah. So they don't right. see what I'm doing. Well, just, just tell them it's a sunshade. Good point. Yeah, you know, you mount it right on the front of your helmet there and you have it like a sunshade. Um, and this, you said, had HDMI out too. So you can put all your media on it and plug it into your telly or your projector or whatever. Yep. And that's about that's the same price. Sure. That's nice, yeah. What, 250 Yeah. Yeah, that same is nice, price, 250 to 440 yeah. Well, that's Yeah, depending on how much eight. storage you get. And that's got a touch screen, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. full touch. Resist touch screen, yeah. See, that other one that I was talking about doesn't have a touch screen. But if okay. you're it also it has a, an optional dock with a keyboard. Oh, like the old Palms had, like that type of deal? Kind of, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, these netbooks really caught a new new market. They've they've got people thinking about... Well, this about isn't even a netbook. This is an internet tablet. Well, yeah. This I mean, is definitely in the in the vein of, like, the Nokia line. You know, the 8800, the 810, the yeah. 770. Is this, is this a phone, too? No. Okay. All right, so this, this, so that's, that's the what, one. That's what Nokia is doing. Nokia is a phone now. Yeah, that's the one thing. I have a comment regarding that. If you wanted, to, if you wanted to talk about that, I, 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 th I really, you know, I have an N800. I love this thing. I think it's a great device. But um, I think the N900 is uh, doomed to failure unless uh, Nokia can have a carrier do a subsidized price for two hundred dollars or less. 
Um, if they don't get it below that, around two hundred dollars, I think the Macmillan's full shit. It's kind of sad because you know it's it's probably a quality product. Well, it's probably too quality of a product, you know. It's that's, too that's damn expensive, thing. you know. Yeah, well, it's, with people changing their minds on everything and all this new shit coming out, like you said, I mean, you say two hundred, but I think people will spend close to four hundred, but even on a subsidized product, you know. Well, but. I, I have an Android phone, man, and I, I think it's absolutely great. I absolutely love this thing. Uh, Mo- Motorola has that new phone they just announced, the Click. Yeah. Supposedly, on T-Mobile, that phone's going to be free with a two-year contract. Oh, sweet. Yeah, the Click looks really nice. Yeah. yeah. The Verizon one is supposedly about to be announced, too. Yeah, they're supposed to have two of the them. The like Verizon? Yeah, they're supposedly going to have two, yeah. And there's going to be two on Palm, also. Excuse me, gentlemen. Yep, that's it. Uh, I'm sorry, it's an Android violation here. Yep, so we got five right. minutes in the bin <laughs> for Pat. Art, you continue with the uh, Android violation, so you'll get three minutes. And I think 3.30 chirped in there too, didn't you? Yeah, so that's totally one did. minute. Yeah. No, yeah. I was talking about Motorola. Is that a telephone? 3.30, yeah. Yeah. Okay, two minutes for arguing with me, plus the one <laughs> minute, the original one minute, that's three minutes as well. <laughs> God, you got to watch these guys and their bloody phones. <laughs> Man, it took you a long time. Ah, sorry. I got caught up in it. I should send myself to the bin. In fact, I'm going in two minutes. That was very noble of Peter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we move on to Peggy, I just want to let you know, Claw 2, you're, you disconnected from IRC, if you didn't know. I did know, and my battery just kind of conked out on me, but I've plugged back in, and I will be back on momentarily. Alrighty. What do you got for us, Peggy? Actually, this is from the BBC News. It's a cool little device that I found. It's actually for blind people. It's a pen that reads specially designed labels for it. Um, actually, I'll post a link before I get good and started reading this. Wrong terminal. There we go. It, it allows them to attach audio labels on pretty much anything, and then the pen reads it and it will play an mp3 file, say like, you know, you went to the pharmacy because uh, you had to get, I don't know, sinus medicine. You have someone, you know, like, oh, hey, this is your sinus medicine. You slap one of those little labels on it, you know, use the pen, record, you know, you're saying sinus medicine. So when you picked up the box and touched the pen to that little label, it'd just say sinus medicine in your voice. That way you wouldn't confuse it with, say, laxatives, you know. <laughs> It's, it kind of reminds me, really, of the uh, smart pens, like the one that uh, 330 treats better than people. Because um, it's better than people? That's you're supposed to be in the bin. I was unmuted, sir. I don't understand it either. <laughs> the door just swung open, and I went, all right, fine. The people that made it, they also make a... Uh, you ever seen those interactive children's books that have the little pen, and you touch it on the page, and it'll like say part of the story? Nope. Um, they didn't have books when I was growing up. <laughs> okay, it's slabs of stone. Uh, well, the people, that, the people that designed those books and everything with those pens, they thought, hmm, how else could we use this? So they adopted it to read specially designed labels for blind people. I don't know about this. How are they supposed to find the label? <laughs> Especially if it's like a bag of dog food. Like, where the hell is it? They'll be all over that bag. <laughs> Well, they can probably feel the labels. Scooby snacks. raised or something. It's going to have a little detector on it that goes beep, 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 when they get closer to the barcode. 
I'm sure oh, it would be great. Hey, talk, talk about seeing impaired people, man. Um, once they start uh, driving uh, electric cars, once they become more prevalent, they got problems, man. The blind people are not going to freaking uh, hear them. Yeah, that's your right. Well, I mean, people <laughs> could wear these stickers, and then when they get close to them, the car stops. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really cool, yeah, and you guys just well. crapped all over it. <laughs> it, it. It is pretty cool. I'm impressed. <laughs> Come on, Pegwall. you got to think of all the positives, too. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of neat, but when are they going to... I mean, that would be so tough to uh, get all these stickers on all the items. Well, not if you're blind. I mean, it's actually pretty handy because if you you come home with something new, or or you know you've got a bunch of stuff on your desk or whatever, you know, yeah, you spend a little bit of time putting stickers on them. But I mean, you know, if you're not blind, you spend a little bit of time organizing your stuff too. Oh, so I'm sorry. The same idea. I, I thought this was going to be on at the store, and then they would go into the store with this this pen and then like scan it. Oh, okay, this is my the brand I wanted. I didn't know this was for at home. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's for at home, yeah. Okay, never yeah. mind. Sorry. Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. they ought to have it I think they ought to have it on a Dick Tracy watch. And you just wave your arm by it and it tells you what it is. Well that wouldn't be a bad idea, frankly. I mean people who can't see what they're you know, I mean, think about it. If you can't see and you go into a store and you want to do some shopping, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we take it for granted. You you can't see the stuff. You have to have someone there shopping with you every That's time right. you go out. It's ridiculous. That's I mean, right. having things, little things like this, and we have the technology. It's not like we don't, you know, we can't figure out. Oh, how are these people going to be able to see what they're buying? I mean, the least we could do is put braille stickers on stuff. I mean, these products are being manufactured in mass. Half of them are junk anyway. They can afford to put a braille sticker on the box, but they don't. There's no reason for it. They just don't. We well. don't have braille on those shelves either. We right. could, we, you know, it's a simple thing. So what about technology? Now, if we had some kind of little sticker, we have barcodes already, it's not a big That's mystery key. to us. You know, look at the, not, not to go back to the A thing again, but look at, the, look at the little program they have on that phone that you can take a picture of the barcode and it tells you where you can get it. It gives you the yeah, information exactly. about the item. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, we've got, we've got it and we just need to implement it. And I don't understand why we... We have all this cool technology, and we don't seem to be doing anything really good with it. We just keep kind of like making digital picture frames. You know, it's just kind well, of like, it's, all right. It's let's just like Kajari said, that people who work on it don't give a shit about it because they're not blind. They just, <laughs> oh, it's broken? Oh, okay. Well, it's even you know? broader than that. People just don't care because the bottom line is always the dollar. Right. And, you know, if, if 95% of your customers are not blind and 5% are, you're just not going to care about the five percent and that's yeah but the store doesn't have to do anything because it's already there an an outside entity's got to do something about it the barcodes are on every product and every shelf in every supermarket yeah but i mean it's going to still boil down to 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 the money if there's nothing you know blind people have to shop anyway they're going to just make them go find someone to take them shopping you know they're only five percent of the market or you know whatever you anticipate they are so it's just yeah it's it's just a lack of social responsibility, I reckon. Well, if they took it, see, now, see, go, let's go back to somebody doesn't have to take them shopping if they take a taxi. You know, here they can be so totally self-sufficient if they have an item like this. I mean, right. yeah, exactly. you know, because when they go to the checkout, they're going to scan a barcode anyway. I mean, it's all, 
you know, it, it's sad that, that they give Microsoft all this money to build a freaking bridge, and they can't put that money, millions and billions of dollars, towards, you know, development of technology that's already there to yeah, benefit yeah. people that they're saying are handicapped. You know, it's really, it's asinine, the, whole, the way the whole country is back asswards. Yeah. And coming from a guy that, you know, has some ethically bad vision, you know. <laughs> Don't talk about me like that. Yeah, My vision's okay. That was Jesus. Cool. That was not cool. Yeah. I can't see too close <laughs> anymore, but. Actually, I think oh, I can't, I can't see too far, and you can't see too close, so together, we can see damn near everything. I'm not getting together with you on a bet, pal. <laughs> you just put them in a backpack, and you guys go. There you go. <laughs> then launch me out of a cannon at the aisle you want. <laughs> he doesn't go in a backpack. He goes in one of them little wagons. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember, I think it was nine years ago, ten years ago, Radio Shack had this little gimmick. They called it the Q-Cat, that you can go into a Radio Shack store and get it for free. I'll post it in the chat room here. Yes, I remember. I remember that, Monster B. Yeah. And you, and you could use your mouse, right? Well, this was like a little, it was shaped like a cat instead of a mouse. Yes, yes, And then I you plugged it in your, to your USB, yep. and yep. you could scan any label, yep. any barcode, and it would and it would pull up the website. Yep, they give you a little disk to, to load into your computer. Yep, yep, I had one of them. I still have the CD somewhere. I seen it not too long ago. It was free, so I went and got one. And you, you still have it now, right? No. It, it, oh, shit. I think it broke what, after I scanned like ten things. What, what exactly? I don't. I'm not following what this is. So it's a. It's I a, see the picture. It's a handheld scanner. Barcode okay. scanner. Barcode scanner. Well, that's cool. You could take like a can of Mountain Dew, and scan it, and it would pull up the Mountain Dew website. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, anything with a barcode, it would it would search yeah. the internet and give you information on it. Yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. And that was ten years ago when the inter- internet really wasn't as. Yeah, really. I and mean, they, and they gave it away for free. Yeah. Wonder why they did that. They got you in a store. Yeah. Yeah. And You're talking about the, the shack, is, man. Yeah, and it never caught on. But there are a lot of nerds that still have them and just use them as barcode scanners. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, there you go. See, there's ten years ago to technology. You know, it's it's crazy. You know, you know, it's a cool thing that that you're starting to see. Um, they have these barcodes for a certain operating system that you can use for uh, URLs and, and links to uh, downloads of apps. Oh, that's right. So you, you scan the barcode on your monitor, and it'll automatically download it on the device. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's real cool. Yeah, that is nice. I think it's QR codes. Yeah, QR codes. I'll, I'll put a link. You can see what, what a QR code looks like. I, like. I've been seeing them lately. It's like yeah, I've taking seen a lot of them. They're, they're pretty neat. Some magazine has them now where you can uh, scan that in. It might be Linux format or maybe it's wired. I don't know. You can take a but it's cool as hell, man. Like if I can have the, the, the barcode like on my, my computer, my desktop monitor. I just go in and scan it, and uh, it'll, it'll, it'll either go directly to where that link is, you know, or it'll download an app or something. Well, it's like, like UNet booting. It's like UNet booting, putting... You know, where you can go in oh, unit boot there. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying the same principle where it takes you right to the website, downloads the ISO, and puts it on your USB stick, you know, all in one fell swoop. Wow, it's a whole new idea for delivery of viruses. Mm-hmm. If that catches on, you just 
give some stupid Windows user, like dumb u- Windows user. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, I mean someone who's dumb. Zope, and Zope's listening, like stop. <laughs> but you know what I mean. They're all stupid. That is not true. There are some very intelligent people. I'm sorry, no. I thought I was muted. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was just kidding anyway. They are all stupid. Because <laughs> I, I mute myself and yeah. talk about you guys. What happened to the old-fashioned command line? What old-fashioned command line? Come on, they're getting all this new stuff. Everybody's trying to get away from instead of, the command. Instead of a command line, I'm going to give you a key, the pipe key. What are you talking about, Pat? You use the pipe key, man, and you're golden. It opens up a world of possibilities to you. Pipe key. I don't know. No, don't know. Yeah, it's it's that it's that uh, vertical dash that's above the uh, backslash. Oh, are you like um, trying to hint around an OLF promo again? Saying that the no. center of the Unix pipe will be at Ohio Linux Fest this year, and if you want to go, you but that's funny that you mentioned that. I totally didn't. We're not going there. Oh, all right. Jeez. Making sure. But the, I was, the pipe is a great key, man. It is a great key. I love it. I thought you meant something else when you said key. I was like thinking, hmm, he's got something new here. <laughs> I thought that was the last story, wasn't it? No. Oh. No, of course not. Are, There's are like you, lots of people left. Pegwall, are you done? I didn't want to cut you I short. You sleep. You're short enough now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know if those Pegwell, are quite How tall are you? He's four foot, foot six. Three foot. It, all right, come on. He's four foot. Three thirty's four foot. No, he's only three foot three. Pegwell, we're just kidding. Sorry, I wasn't actually listening. I actually put the phone down to go pee. It's all right. We were just kidding. <laughs> That's what. How tall are you, actually? I'm five seven. Bull. Oh, Jesus. I don't believe it. That's with his hair on. <laughs> That's where he's wearing his platform. Snapped into place. Don't be hating on the Jufro. He's like that He's like that guy in uh, MIB there, you know, Men in Black. He just, his head grows back up out of his body. <laughs> okay, were you done, Pegwall? Yeah. Okay, let's move on to 3.30. Well... I, I know I risked going back to the bin, but uh, I want to talk about cell phones for a moment. Um, no, no more. Uh, <laughs> <just> <laughs> Come on. Now, um, and this is actually a little bit of me eating crow, too, so I'm Gore sure time. some people will enjoy it. <laughs> um, it came out, I think, last week or so that the uh, Palm Tree <laughs> is actually spying on its users. Um, it's actually sending your GPS coordinates to Palm, and no one knows why, because Palm doesn't actually offer any services that would be useful for them to know your GPS coordinates for. Oh, no other phone sends out their GPS coordinates. Well, actually, a lot of them, yeah. there, are, there are a lot of phones <laughs> that do, but... Like almost every one of them now. Yeah, but it, like, um, let's say, for example, Android. Google oh, kind of has bin, a reason. Bin. Bin, bin, because bin. they do run a, a mapping, so you know, it would make sense. But Palm doesn't have any mapping software or anything like that. And they apologized for doing it, but didn't say they were going to stop. And it, I just, I was kind All of I heard what everybody was like, else Android, 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 and then I got Okay, firstly, what the uh, hate, man? get in the bin What's with the hate? tell me to bin someone. <laughs> right. Sorry, you continue three thirty. Oh, but 
I just wonder what everyone else thought because everyone knows that I wear a tinfoil hat and am absolutely ridiculously paranoid. So, well, I do. I mean, if you're asking about the palm tree thing, I think that's crazy and that's uh, that's weird and scary stuff. I can't imagine why they would want to receive your GPS coordinates. That's that's bizarre. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm assuming they will probably claim it's for marketing and to better your you know make sure you get better service or some nonsense like that, but, I mean, give me they a break. They claimed There's it no was uh, that uh, they take privacy seriously. Of course they do. they said that um, it was to deliver a great user experience. Of course. That's always the excuse. It's always done for your own good, right? Yeah, couldn't they be not looking out for you, and if you're going to walk into a sort of dangerous part of town, they'll ring you yeah. and say, hey, listen, don't go there. Well, yeah, yeah but they that call would... You. Is a dangerous part of town all up to the person's discretion? I mean, there are people in this country that if, you know, they're the quote-unquote wrong color, they shouldn't be in certain areas of town. When someone like me... Wouldn't they know what... what, Well, they'd have an idea of your race and color and all that because they would have kept an eye on your shopping habits for a while and they'd be able to sort of work out what sort of race you were, wouldn't they? Yeah, they could figure out your demographic. Yeah, you're always looking on the downside, these blokes. They could be doing it for a genuinely good reason. Quite possibly they might have, like, a sort of a superhero, like a vigilante kind of guy who actually does, like, you know, maybe a whole team of them following their customers around, you know, and when they see that you're in danger, they they send that superhero to your coordinates. No, that's what Verizon does. They have those guys following you around all the time. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't <laughs> notice them uh, last time I used Verizon, but cool. I don't know. It just doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, to hear about it, but yeah, it's well, all cell phones can be tracked, can't they? Through, just through what cell tower you happen to be connected through. They well, yeah, but that's that's part of owning a cell phone. I mean, I watch CSI. I know that you've got to take <laughs> the battery out of your cell phone when you got to kill someone. Yeah, but see, but that's the thing is they know where you are because. They're giving you a service for it. You're giving up a little bit of your privacy for a convenience. It's yeah, not even... You're not even sure that you're getting a convenience from Palm when they do it. They're just collecting data for data's sake. Well, they're probably selling it to someone, no doubt. You know, and I really don't want them knowing how often I eat at the same freaking place over and over and over. Well, yeah, I don't know. Shit like that just doesn't worry. Each to their own. But yeah, but you're on an island. Everyone knows what everybody does. You can see it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Well, I think you should probably be a little bit concerned about it, Peter64. I mean, I know it doesn't seem like it's a big deal right now when it's in its infancy, but, I mean, these companies are just collecting all kinds of data on 330, and they're going to come and get them at some point. So we should all be very concerned for his safety. I'm actually well, surprised in, they're not at the door now for just me telling you about it, because they are listening. I know. I live in a little country town, so everyone knows everyone's business anyway, so this would be nothing new. They'll probably nab me by mistake. God, I hope so. I mean, what? <laughs> well, the crazy thing is that these companies, even if they're not selling it to other people or whatever, I mean, even if they're just storing this data somewhere, that's now in their possession, and should anyone hack their system or just decide to go looking through files randomly because they're at work late one day. I mean, who's well, so they to say don't where that information can go? Time, though. Yeah, really. You know, lose this crap all the time. Yeah, all the time, yeah. So that's not uh, necessarily 
I don't know. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a good reason not to use your real information on per, pretty much everything you ever sign up for these days. That's what I try to do. You know what bothers me is Google has my social security number. <laughs> Why do they have your social security number? Uh, about two years ago, I was doing it. Their AdSense crap. You know, I had the Google social? ads. Yeah, they have to to send you a uh, check because you have to pay taxes on it. It's oh. like income. Oh, I see. And I ended up with 200 and something bucks, and they took it away from me because I had too many clicks from the same IP address. Wow, so you sold your your, your identity for $200 and then lost the $200 on yep. top of that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even my IP address. Somebody went on there and just clicked it, I don't know how many times, and it flagged yeah. it. Wow. Hey, Monster B, I had... AdSense for a while, but I never filled out the rest of the form. So if you want to stick your social in mine, you can have whatever money I made. I wouldn't feel any safer doing that. <laughs> yeah, but if they've already got your details, but you'd be richer. It'd probably be fraud. They'll probably get. They'll probably say, "Nope, you can't have the money." And now they got my social security number for fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but has anybody ever made any money from those ads? No. I've never tried it. I mean, just like where all the podcasters selling that GoToMeeting and... Oh, well, yeah, they make money on that. Yeah, but GoDaddy, but you have to put... they have Somebody has to, like, buy it and put that promotion code in. So you get paid, right? They don't actually, like, pay you every every time you do a show. Somebody's got to use your promotion code. Jeez, that seems really, really... Uh, I mean, like, you'd get lucky if, if one person did that, like, once a year. You know? they, usually they pay you just for doing the ad because it's a uh, an impression. Oh, I see. So, I, mean, why, know, the, I mean, the more times you hear about Leo going on and on and on about Audible, or you know Jason Calacanis having an Audible gasm, yeah, you know, that's an impression. <laughs> and oh God, he does. It's it's disgusting. You you think about it. I mean, we know what ads Leo does because we all sit around and bitch about how horrible the ads are. So, it, I mean, it does work. I, I used to listen to Cranky Geeks, and like right in the middle, they used to have like like five minutes worth of ads. Do you remember that? A big five-minute commercial? Oh, so annoying. But now, he, back then it was okay because I could fast-forward it. Now he like puts them in every ten minutes. Uh-huh. Although uh, the, the ones that so annoying that, uh, that they did on Cranky Geeks and some of the other stuff that um, Ziff Davis was doing, like, I never remembered what the ads were because it was, like, a real, like, normal TV ad. Like, at least, you know, Leo, you know, making up his own, I, I, I hate to say content, but it is, you know, and talking about the stuff like he actually uses it, I end up remembering it. Yeah, to me, when they trick you like that, it, I don't know, it just kind of, you know, it's like when he starts saying anything else, you know, it's, it's like, is he telling the truth or is he just doing it because he's paid? Yeah, like this, like this Linux thing that I keep mentioning on all my shows. I, I don't actually use it, but you know, <laughs> at some point someone's going to start downloading it, and I'm going to get paid. So I'm just waiting for the check. Every every time somebody downloads Fedora, you get paid, right? Exactly. I'm not going to use the thing, obviously. You just boot up Windows 7 here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone took a second to laugh there. I know, because they're scared. They're afraid it's true. I know. I know you're like on the tape. Yeah, they're like, is he kidding around or? Inaudible. Because when you want DRM with your books, 
You won in Audible. <laughs> You're right. I get all my audio books. I get all my audio books from the great people at BitTorrent. <laughs> <laughs> See, for for absolutely nothing a month, you can get as many books as Google can find for you. Not from uh, the Pirate Bay, though, right? Have you been there lately? Not that I frequent such sites myself, but no, it's, I, uh, I, I guess it got finally bought out or something. Does that finally go through? I guess. I mean, it's a different logo. It says something weird on their page. Um, actually, I, I didn't. I just navigated away. I didn't bother searching for what I was searching for. Hey, this uh, the new Pirate Bay model was supposed to be that um, whatever you downloaded. They were going to keep track that you know that that it was downloaded by someone. They you know they weren't going to necessarily you know let everyone know who you are. Uh huh. And then they were going to use the ad revenue from the site to pay the RIAA and the MPAA and all <laughs> other manner of people that care. Oh man. For not suing them. But yeah, the the, uh, the extortion begins. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Now it says, instead of the traditional Pirate Bay logo, it says openinternet.se. Yeah, that's what it says. Kind of weird looking. Didn't really want to continue my uh, visit there. It looks all core pretty. Yeah. Well, I just went one click in. I went to the, the TV shows thing, and the Pirate Bay logo shows up like it always did. Yeah, it looks normal once you're in, but I... I yeah, it's kind of weird. Still, kind of unsettling not to see that logo on the front page. Yeah. Pirate Bay, I just kind of thought would never, never be touched. I, I thought it was floating out there in the ether, never to be affected by any of the real-world legal troubles. I just can't believe people actually download movies, encode them to DVD. I don't even have a DVD player anymore. I watch everything on a DVR. But isn't like DVDs kind of like so five years ago? Yeah, pretty much. But people don't download them and then cut them to DVD. Well, that's right. They're watching them on their TV. Your, yeah, on your media box. They're either XVIDs or DivXs. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing is that BitTorrent is so far ahead of everyone else. I mean, if you think about going to the, you know, God forbid, iTunes movie store or whatever they call it and downloading your stupid, mo- you know, your DRM'd movie to your Apple TV... You know, I mean, they have it kind of, kind of working sort of quickly, but I mean, BitTorrent. I mean, it, all the content is right there, and you can just grab it and start watching it, and it just works so well. And the, you know, the rest of the industry is just not getting it. They're just not tuning into the technological possibilities uh, that is, you know, BitTorrent and stuff like that. And, and I just wonder why not. You know, like why. Why are they fighting this and not utilizing it for, to their advantage somehow? Well, that's what BitTorrent.com is Because they're stupid and greedy. I mean, BitTorrent.com is a for-pay thing that just happens to use BitTorrent, the protocol, that's to true, yeah. make everything download quicker. Yeah. But what they're not getting is the fact that if people watch your stuff, you're, you're going to make money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what you, they want, is for people to consume their... Their 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 products, and I mean if let's you know let's uh, use Fox for example, you know if they put out they do twenty four right I don't watch TV much. Let's say they do. Okay, we'll say that they they do twenty four. If they made a BitTorrent, you know they made a torrent file of it, and 
let's say, left the ads in, or only put, like, one per break, and then put them out, most people wouldn't go through and edit it out. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Say, it would take longer to edit out each of those little bitty clips than it would to just watch the damn thing. And people are generally lazy. I mean, that's why TV has taken off so much. I mean, if you give people the easiest way possible to do something, they're going to do it, and even if it's, you know, kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I agree with you, 330. I think you're dead on about that. Say, and you can get metrics on, you know, how many times it was downloaded, because everyone else has metrics on it. I mean, look at Torrent Freak. I mean, they know roundabout how many people downloaded this certain, you know, this certain Torrent file. Yeah, and if you're talking about, like, a TV station who, who deals with Nielsen ratings, which is such a ridiculously imprecise way of measuring things, I mean, you'd think that they would love to have metrics on something like a torrent, where you know that people actually did download it. And chances are, if they bothered downloading it, they're watching it. You know, I mean, that's it seems like ideal for, for these companies. I think we should charge people for this kind of stuff. I mean, we just... I know, these ideas are... <laughs> I mean, we just, like, took an obvious thing and dropped it in their lap and went, all right, now go make $100 million. Yeah. It's like we're a consulting firm. <laughs> Don't mind us. We'll just sit over here and starve to death. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you download these BitTorrents, like, like you were talking, like, 24 with the commercials, you would just fast-forward them? Well, say, like, <laughs> um, I was thinking kind of like Hulu is, where, you know, I don't even get up to pee because I can't pee in 15 seconds. Yeah, you know, it's you know, make your commercial you know to the point and just get through it. Or what if they made like a mini series, kind of like what Microsoft was doing? Make like a mini series where you want to watch the commercial to see what happens. There you go. I mean, clever advertising would be you know a really good way to do it. But you know, still most people are you know going to thoroughly enjoy just getting through it as quickly as possible and going on. That's been a that's been a thing that the. Uh a lot of filmmaking groups have been talking about for, geez, years and years now, uh, just about, like, how, in theory, commercials could be such a great avenue for beginning filmmakers to do, like, short films that are geared towards selling a certain product, you know, because basically commercials are just that. They're just short little films. They're very short, but they're short. Um, but it's just, I don't think it's really taken off. You know, you don't see that many commercials that are like like little mini series of, of commercials that engage the audience enough to actually get them interested in it yeah but I do think it's a good idea in theory but when it comes down to it they're really just greedy because yeah. I mean half the shows you watch you know, okay they'll be sitting at the table talking in the movie or the sitcom whatever and there's a Pepsi can sitting there that's a good point I mean yeah. how much are they getting for that Pepsi can a lot where Way they could probably much probably skip 60 minutes worth of commercials just with yeah, that one right can sitting that. there yeah yeah well while we're on the subject of talking about this i found i just found this today i don't know if anybody tried it i'll post it in the uh irc it's called my media system it looks like what does that look like to you peter 64 what would it be compared to uh well it's got yeah you could compare it to just about any of the media applications like XBMC and, and yeah. Boxy and all them, couldn't you? It's it's sort of a, one of those, it's just a media aggregator. Like, like I've only just um, 
started to read on it. But what, what interests me here is it says it can be um, uh, display and place media content such as videos, music, pictures and more uh, and will run on set-top boxes connected to your TV set. So it's a little so what bit is like it? A X, and an embedded. XBNC almost? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, screenshots are nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would love to put this on on something and hook it up to my TV. That would be pretty cool. It's just it has games, too. Plus a weather. bunch of, yeah, plugins for weather, pictures, movies, audio. Yeah, I like this. See, this is something that I would be more interested in than anything Miss, because I don't need the TV part of Miss TV. I just need the Miss part. I just need the... You just want a, you just want a media front end. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. well, you'd be happy with X. Like Xbox Media Center, Cloud Two, or something. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I Foxy Xbox Media Center. Yeah. yeah. Even um, uh, Elisa now. What's that called? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, I think it's Elisa. No, it's changed names. It's called Move oh. Video or something. Yeah, I can't remember. I installed it the other day. You'd think I'd know. I'll find out. I'll tell you in two seconds. I need to just put it on here. Is that the enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay, Elisa? That's what Google says it is. No, Media, uh, uh, Elisa Media Center. It's Movideo or something. Shit, I can't be this stupid. There's stuff to go on there, what it is. Elisa Media Center, yeah. Movida. Movie, yeah, M O O V I D A. Wow, it's looking kind of fancy lately. Yeah, I, I was starting to play around with it. Just, I actually thought I might use this tick thing one week just to see what they've done different with it. It does look nice. The problem I used to have with the Lisa was um, very CPU intensive. Oh yeah. Just for even just for the um, you know the GUI. Don't worry about the video playback. Just just to run the GUI seemed to use a lot of CPU and RAM. I wanted to see if they'd fix that. You know, I mean, we haven't really talked about these little media front-ends for a year. We should probably revisit that topic at some point, really. Like, kind of revisit all these again, because, I mean, obviously they've come a long way since since we talked about it this time last year, I think it was. Yeah, well, Miss um, 0.22 should be out in the next couple of weeks. Pat, oh, yeah. yeah. Just heard, heard your, uh, listen to you yesterday, actually, Miss TV cast. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, well. So we'll cute four base down the GUIs. It's wow. going to support the PVR twelve twelve high def capture box out of the box. It's got VDPAU, which is the shit. Yeah, you can like dark. watch like those hardcore H two six four ten eighty I on a little Atom processor. In fact, I got my I built a little uh, little Ion box myself, and it's awesome. I have it set up as a Myth front end box. It's awesome. All those all the, all those high def files, man. You can play them, no problem. Very nice. It handles also does the MPEG-2 high-def files nicely. It offloads all the all the playback to the, to the graphics processor. It's freaking awesome, man. That's only, uh, that's only if you've got the NVIDIA chipset, but in, in the later model. It of won't course, work on yes. Intel yep. or anything, which is a bit unfortunate. Nope, you're SOL, my friend. Yeah. Get a real graphics card. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One that hates freedom. Yeah. Yeah, it should be great, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, but those those media front end boxes are nice little boxes, man. You know, they, they, there's a need for it. 
some people don't want to record shows, so, you know, they have their videos that they pull down off a of BitTorrent or whatever, you know, or rip, rip DVDs or whatever, and they just want to pull them up and watch them. It's perfectly fine for that. What's the status of HDMI and Linux? Like, is, is it works. video? Yes? It works fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, it works. You got audio over it. It works. Nice. You know, HDMI is actually a pretty nice uh, cable. You know what it is? It's kind of like yeah. a, a next-gen coax cable. The yeah, problem yeah. is is that they're, they're implementing uh, encryption and, and copy protection on it. Oh, and okay. once they mix those copy protection schemes on the cable, it blows chunks, you know? Yeah. Now, DRM is crap, you know? That Delamore. But the, the cable itself and the technology is nice. Yeah. All What's the new TVs, that's all they have. Has your Dell got it? Pat, you might have. You bought the XPS, didn't you? My laptop? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have my laptop for a year. It's got an HDMI connection. It works. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. I've never tried mine. I should try it one day. But uh, I didn't spend the extra $600 to get the Blu ray player in mine, though. But still, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I have an H. I have an HD DVD player. I paid like I don't know, hundred hundred seventy bucks, and then after it bit the bullet, they they kicked back another fifty. Plus, I got like I don't know, twelve movies for free, whatever. Yeah, see, it's paid I don't know. For it, I, I, that's all right. I, I I know the yeah, it's nice. It's an upscaling DVD player. Yeah. I I just I don't know. I I have no desire to rush out and get a, a Blu-ray player. No, the prices no, no. don't seem to be coming down very much. But and I don't know. I don't know if the discs are going to be around. What is it? PS3. If you were in the market for a game, right. then, okay, that's fair enough. Go and spend that money and get the Blu-ray player. It makes it worthwhile. But I'm right. not into that shit, so I'm not going to be getting one. Yeah, I, I, just, I'm, I have no desire to rush out and get a Blu-ray player. Isn't physical media just pretty much dead anymore? That's the thing, you know. How long is this stuff going to be around? Well, it depends. Couple of years, maybe. But if you're talking, if you're asking that to this panel, yeah, that's uh, to me, it's almost dead. But had you said that, and mum and dad were standing here, that they'd say, "Well, what else is there?" And there's yeah, a lot of mums and dads out there, you know. Yeah. My sisters, they uh, they can't believe they go home after they come here, and, and they might get one or two movies from some scruply, you know. I won't say where they're getting them from. But, uh, <laughs> But then they forget. I don't know, they're probably better off getting one of those one of those Roku boxes yeah. and just watching the streaming videos from, from uh, Netflix. Well, for them, it's still easy to go to the video place shop and just hire one. Like, I don't know. Best uh, Blockbuster Video, which is one of the, the oldest uh, video places, chains in, in North America, they, they're going down the tubes, man. They're closing a shitload of stores recently. They're just not making money. They're, so, they're too expensive. They're getting yeah, sold well, by Netflix. The problem... Cost. Yeah, DirecTV, they're doing a pretty good job on their uh, on-demand. I have their DVR. What do they charge for a movie, though? Well, it depends. Most of the stuff so far is free. Uh, probably like... What, the rentals? Well, they have like five or six pay-per-view movies a month that are free. And then if you want to buy them on-demand, it's probably like three or four bucks. That's the one thing. When I used to have DirecTV, man, I used to get coupons... For re- for free uh, rentals, all the time, like every other month, I get a free movie. The cable companies never do that. Well, mine won't do it either. There, uh, even though I have Directv, because they they told me there's no competition in the area, so they don't have to. If you live in an area that other things are available, you know, like Comcast cable or 
whatever, then they'll send you coupons just to keep you as a customer. Well, one, one annoying thing that the cable companies are doing, uh, cable, they, they transmit the digital feed with, with CAM, you know, QAM. They're basically, they're starting to encrypt everything except the over-the-air channels, you know, the regular network channels, all six stations, whatever. That's about it. Literally from like, I, I run from like 30 HG stations in the clear to like overnight to like six. But you you can do over the air. The over the air uh, HD is pretty good, supposedly. If you're close enough to the transmitters, you, you can get a really nice picture. That's how I get all mine, Pat. All mine come... Um, over the air? Yeah, DV, DVB-T, terrestrial. Yeah. So, so you use what the Europeans use, basically? Well, yeah, yeah. We, we use the same system, I think. Ours is powerful. And that's all digital? So, yep, yeah, all, all digital with... Um, uh, all the major, the five major broadcasters broadcast standard definition and all have high definition channels as well. We get, I think, now about 15 free to air digital TV channels, and half of them are high definition. That's not too bad. Yeah, we, we get about six. Um, yeah, when I say that, a lot of them broadcast the same shit on, you know, three different uh, streams. But we also get the uh, electronic programming guide broadcast with it for a, a full week. Right, right. The DVB system, you can you have the guide embedded into the picture. Yeah, into the transport stream. Well, I think in you only have now and next, don't you? Yeah, yeah. We got to get our our guide information from somewhere else. Yeah, you got to pay. We have that to money. do the schedules direct thing. Yeah, well, we get. It's a only twenty dollars a, mo- a year, though. Nah, good value. It's not, it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah, that's why you're gonna have to get the PVR 1212, man. That thing is a it's a, a a breakout box, and it's a, an encoder box. It does H.264 on the fly via uh, component, so that'll work with everything. That'll work with satellite boxes, cable boxes, whatever, and that will be supported by default. So next time you see a, a, a sale for the PVR 1212, buy it. I get one. Yeah. I ordered an HD home run. Those are pretty cool. That's cam. That's a dual tuner cam box. Yeah, as has that asthma fee, and it, that's just more or less plug and play with Myth TV, isn't it? Plug it in and it just pretty much, as yeah. A, yeah, as really it shows it. up in the setup. The funny thing about that, that's manufactured in New Zealand, from what I understand, and right. has been available yeah. over in the states for God knows how long, and has only just become available in Australia. So work that out. That makes no sense. <laughs> no, but that's New Zealanders for you. But I won't say nothing. Hey, they need to make a nice little front box. And they have sheep. Actually, yeah, I was going to say a joke, but someone told me a joke the other day. He said, what do you call a New Zealander with two sheep under each, one sheep under each arm? And I said, happy. And uh, he said, no, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Say the punchline again, you cut out. <laughs> I can't remember who, who it was in the chat. He said, what do you call a New Zealander with a sheep under each arm? And I said, happy. And he, and he said, no, a pimp. But either one I thought was a pretty good response. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Zealand looks, looks like a very beautiful country. Uh. I love to go there yeah. at some point. Both there in Australia. I love to go, so go to both sometime. What do you call a sheep tied to a lamppost? Bait. <laughs> a leisure centre. <laughs> uh. Right out. Well, speaking <laughs> of sheep, we better move on to the command of the week. How'd you like that segue? That's good. What What is command of the week? That's that's spelled capital C, capital O, little T for tit, T 
capital W, which is pretty cool. If you squint your eyes, it looks like cow. Yeah, it does. Wasn't that clever? That is clever, but you could just omit the V completely and just command of weak and then have it be cow. Yeah, but then you wouldn't get the T for tit. Uh, tit yeah. radio. Gotcha, yeah, you're Hello. Right. I, do. I <laughs> thought you'd been an arty, blue-haired um, <laughs> teacher. You'd know that sort of shit. Yeah, you'd think so. How did you get that job? <laughs> I scanned my way into that. <laughs> well, Klaatu, dazzle us with your uh, command. I have to go first? Yeah. You, you have All to right. set the standard. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I use... Um, uh, probably a lot of people know the PS command, right? The, uh, you know, just when you want to see what processes uh, are running and stuff like that, you you do PS and then uh, a series of different flags. And, the, and the, this, the, the flags that I use on it the most are F-A-X. And what this does, or even if you want real a lot of information, you can do F-A-U-X. And that'll show you lots of columns of numbers and confusing abbreviations. But the, the important one for me is the F, and that's F as in uh, Frank, um, or actually full, uh, because it's showing you all the, it's showing you the processes that you're running, um, and then it also shows you the, the children of those, uh, you know, which, which process is a child of, of, of what other, you know, parent process. So it's, it's really kind of nice. You do it, and it kind of looks like a, you know, if you can imagine like a family tree or something, or a flow chart, it, it kind of looks like that. Uh, and it's very clear as to, okay, so I've launched you know, this session of, of, a, of, a, of a terminal, and in this terminal I'm running, uh, you know, some command, and, and, and this command is, is invoking, you know, another little application, things like that. So you get a really good breakdown of, of all the stuff that you're running. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sound like someone going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and then it a, wasn't a dog, quick, though. It sounded like a dog. All right. As long as everyone's okay. concerned <laughs> for people's safety around here. Um, a quick little bonus command okay, uh, from the same, you know, PS thing is something that actually uh, Monster B pointed out to me last night when we were talking about this, and it's uh, PS-P, uh, and then two dollar signs and I have no idea what any of that stands for because I didn't bother looking it up but what it does show you is what shell you are currently uh, running so it, so you might think oh well why don't I just do an echo dollar sign shell right well that tells you what your environment is set you know what your default shell is set in your environment not necessarily what shell you're actually running right now because maybe you've switched over to some other shell so PS space dash P and then two dollar signs will show you your actual currently running shell and then the PS dash F-A-U-X will give you all the information you could ever want to know on the processes that you are running. Thank you. Very nice. Peter 64. Um, yeah, there's just so many commands. Like, but my first one that I want to talk about was one that I've been mucking around with a bit is HW info. Now you may have to install this. Uh, I'm not sure if it comes as a default application on. I think it does with Zeus, but I, it wasn't with Arch. And 
once again, there's a hell of a lot of different switches. The first one you can, and what this is going to just tell everything about the, it's information on the hardware in your computer. If you run like hwinfo space dash dash short, it'll give you a short list of all the uh, hardware. Now, if you leave the short out, you're going to get pages and pages of information. Um, now, specifically, you're, okay, for instance, for me, I was, Jay Lindsay talked about UDEV rules the other day. I was setting up a UDEV rule for an infrared remote control. Now, I needed to know the um, mod alias of this thing when I plugged it in, and there's several ways of getting that, and one of them was to run um, the hwinfo space dash dash keyboard because this thing registered as a USB keyboard and mouse when I plugged the infrared receiver in. And then I was able to look up and find out what the mod alias is and use that in my UDEV rule. And therefore, now when I plug this thing in, it registers as an input device IR, uh, infrared remote. And it'll always uh, you know, create that symlink every time I plug this in. Therefore, I can now use that with work. So anyway, uh, just, just to have a look at all the, the hardware in your computer, it's worth running. And there's a lot of switches, like I said, so run hwinfo space dash dash help and it'll give you, like, you can run, you know, BIOS and and uh, network and all these other uh, commands after it just to see. Have a play with that. Is this like a shell script that someone, like, put together or is it is it an application all on its own? Or uh, I'm not sure. All I can okay. tell you is that uh, it was on my Mythbox, but when I wanted to play with it on Arch, I had to install it. So I, I don't know what it is. Sorry. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm poking around for it in Slackware, and I'm I just I'm finding a lot of results that I can't really identify if it's exactly what you're talking about. But I will continue to look. It sounds like a pretty neat little command. Um, I'll, I'll tell you now. I'm going to run it on Hannah Montana Linux and see if it's built into that. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear Hannah Montana Linux is pretty, pretty fully packed, so it's probably on there by default. Okay. And guess what? Get that locking and popping going, man. Yeah, it's not. So there you go. Well, I'd have to install it on Hannah as well. Yeah, it's not on Debian by default either. I want to say it's like some kind of, you know how add user is like a little, sort of like a, I guess technically it's a shell script or something invoking user add. I'm just wondering if it's something like that, because it sounds... I mean, doesn't it sound like it's taking, like, LSPCI and CPU info and, you know, some of these things and kind of, like... You know, run them all together. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Either way, it sounds neat. I just wish I could find exactly the one that you're using. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll look for it on the Arch site and then try to figure out where I can get it for, for myself. Yeah, I, I can't recall ever running it on Slackware, actually. So, yeah, I don't know. So, quick show of hands around the room. Who's going to OLF? My hand uh, is raised. Mine's down. Mine's up. Mine's down. As is mine. I have two things sticking up right now. One's my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I only have Hold one on. thing sticking up, and it's not my arm. Just how does this fit into the new segment, anyway? Yeah, what's Pat, this? get in the bin. What's going on here? <laughs> I'm gonna, you gonna put command? me in the bed. I'm saying goodnight. No, no, you got to yeah, take a command. Yeah, I'll give you the king of all commands, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, 
Come on, give us a command. Grep is the king of all commands. What is, grep oh, will grep. search out phrases. Yeah, grep. G-R-E-P, grep. Yep. Grep is very useful if you're doing like uh, like an LS mod or D message or, uh, you know, any, any, any command. What you do is you put a pipe in there. And then you'll do a, a grep space and then a string that you want to search for. So an example would be, say, uh, you have a, a capture card, uh, a Hotmart capture card. It uses the IVTV uh, module. What you could do is you could type dmessage, type grep IVTV, and you'll see all the entries coming back related to that. Very useful for searching stuff in, uh, when you're doing uh, system commands. Even more uh, useful sometimes is grep-i to make it case insensitive, so that if you are searching for, you know, you know, like, sort of vaguely the abbreviation or whatever that you're looking for, but you're not sure how it's going to be, you know, capitalized and stuff, just with dash-i. Yep. You, you, learn, you learn how to use grep-man, you will yeah. be a command line master. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, even grep, I use grep sometimes just to go back and grep the logs of, um, the Linux cranks IRC when I know someone has mentioned a command or something. Mm, yeah. Grep, uh, yep. grep space dash capital H little n, I think it is, then quotes, put in the, um, oh, typically I put in Jay Lindsay because I know he's usually the one who said it. And off it'll go and it'll spit out everything the J-man has said. So yeah, a really handy command. Oh, you really like Jay Lindsay, don't you? He's got a man crush. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. Where is the J-Man? I can't sleep at night knowing he's not in Linux cranks. Yeah, he was missing uh, yesterday, too. The, qu the, the question is, who, who's going to be Dan Washko's new man crusher at OLF this year? Big wall. No. No. I already got threatened with a mouth raping. <laughs> <laughs> so are we, taking a, are we doing a pool to see how if, uh, Dan is going to be dr drunk beyond compare and, and non-functional? <laughs> the next morning in time for his talk. What's the point? I thought that was just a game. I, I think we have to. Uh, yeah? I think we have to. Hey, Peter, he didn't learn his lesson. <laughs> I'm going to say goodnight. You can mute me. <laughs> Dan, Dan, be nice. And, and you bastards are going to OLF. I'll see you there. <laughs> All right, see you later. <laughs> to the rest of you, the hell with you. Not good. To the hell with you. See you, I love Walmart. Good night. Night. Good night. Night, Night, Pat. Later. Night, Pat. Well, that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, <laughs> that was like, like Pat did a chat. He doesn't yeah, like yeah, that. Pat did a chat. Huh? <laughs> no, because he probably ran into bloody art in there last time he got sent there. <laughs> no comment. I forgot about art. He's been in the bin for like a half an hour. He likes it in there. He's, he's just, he's, he just kicks back, kind of settles in. So what's your command of the week, Art? I'm passing. Pegwall? Uh, RM-RF. Don't run it. Oh. I'm yeah, not even putting that in the show someone, notes. Yeah, someone would do it. That's why I said don't do it. Oh, 3.30 just disconnected. He tried it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to bed. Did he go to bed? Yeah, he did. Okay. At least that's what I said in the chat. I don't know. I haven't actually left my room, so. Yeah, right. Um. Oh, and my command is df-h. This command reports how much free space is available for each mount you have. Well, that's all kinds of handy. It is. And what does the dash h do? 
It prints the sizes in human readable format, like kilobytes, megabytes, or gigabytes. Is that a lowercase h or a capital H? Lowercase. I learned that lesson last night. <laughs> what does the capital H do? It's got something to do with instead of using 1,024 bits, it uses 1,000 or something, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, like round down or something. Yeah. I'm well, not sure what the, the purpose of that would drives, be. Well, yeah. when they sell oh, a hard yeah. drive, yeah, 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 they, they go yeah. and market it as a gig, you know, but they're, they're only using 1,000 bits. Yeah, so they're ripping you off. Not really I'd just rather know the truth, like the, the 1024, rather than, you know, I mean, I would rather know the real number myself, but I guess people don't yeah. care so much. I don't know. But yeah, that's a great command. I do that obsessively. Um, Clyde, just a bit of information on HW Info. It is actually, this is why it's installed on Zeus. HW Info is the hardware detection tool used in Zeus Linux. So there you go. They must have, Novell must have had something to do with writing it. Hey, try uh, dash dash CPU on that hardware info. HW Info. Uh, on HANA or on Arch? Well, it doesn't matter. On Arch, it doesn't matter. It just shows you all the features of your process. Oh, yeah. It tells you everything. It really is a handy command to know. Slackware doesn't have any of those cool commands. Slackware is no. stupid. Let me let me post this in the chat room so you guys can... Um, this is just like I mean, just two lines of it. There's actually like 20 lines of output, but I thought the features was kind of handy. I won't read them all, but it shows stuff like, you know, PAE and 3D Now... MMX. Yeah, and you'll see there that it says module alias, um, and that's one of the things you need to refer to, like when you're writing those UDEP rules. But that I mean, all, a, of this um, information, all this information could be found, like, in slash sys or slash proc, I would assume, right? Well, yeah, it, that's right, Clint. So cat, um, cat proc input uh, keyboard or whatever it is will spit out probably one-tenth of the information this thing will spit out. And oh, okay. you, you have to go then use that yeah. uh, UDEV, UDEV, UDEV admin or UDEV info or whatever to get another one-tenth of it. And with this, it just... The worst thing about this is it bombards you with information. And if you specifically don't know what you wanted to look, what you were looking for, um, you know, you might it might give you too much. Right, yeah. And that's where the grip grip comes in handy. You can start. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If Pat hadn't left, he would he would have been around for that tie-in for that the wonderful union of commands that we just discovered. I think HW Info is a Perl program. I'll bet you anything, and I'll bet I can find it on CPAN or something like that. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to take this time and hop off here and say goodbye. Well, goodbye, Pigwall. Hey, Peggy. You guys take it easy. Have Don't a good night, Pete. And since uh, Peggy's leaving, I'm going to wrap this up. I think so. I think another tit is in the can. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night.
Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HCR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.